Just a couple of boys from WA. But if you're not, that's okay. It's the Mitchell and Michael Show. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast today. Uh, lots of chats today. Uh, we've got Dr. D. He's going to explain how to do drugs. Uh, well, He doesn't tell you how no, to do no, it. No, he does. He does. I don't remember him saying the exact method in which to take a nang. Oh, he just said, like, inhaling it, which is, you know. Through your mouth? Well, that's a good point. Anyway, any which way, we'll get it done. Uh, no, <laughs> nangs are silly. And they actually really are silly. Like, And that's coming from a guy that loves fun. And uh, <laughs> that's, nangs are quite dumb. And uh, Dr. D is going to explain uh, why. Uh, we also have Jackson Barrett, uh, the what you wish you could be. Uh, oh, I don't know. You reckon? Yeah. He covers footy. He gets, he to, gets cover to cover footy. footy, which is really cool. Yeah. But he gets to run the uh, the blog on AFL Trade Day. So he gets to come up with funny headlines. You wish you could do that. But I don't, but I think he's like the junior reporter. You know, that Damien, ba- Damien to... Barrett, his dad, is like, mm. oh, I'm getting all the big mm. deals. Oh, no, I'm, I'm all across mm. it, mate. Yeah. Jackson, put up on the blog. And he goes, okay. Mm. And what are we Oh, I, we don't have a we don't have anyone. We are, who is above us going? Do this, boys. No one. No, literally are, no one. That's why you get this show. <laughs> but we are junior. We are junior triple M. You know what I mean? We're yeah, like, we're, it's true. We're basically interns, and they pay us like that. Uh, also, also we've got. Um, I don't remember the guy's name, but he came on. Pete Petrovsky. Yeah, and he drove around Australia in a Tesla. Yeah. So. We're trying to find out is everything still as bad as it was. Yes, and uh, a little bit of a hint. It is. Uh, but we are going to kick it off with Ben Harvey. I wrote Friday Funnies down. Let me just... Yeah, get rid of that. It's Ben Harvey. Friday Funnies will be on tomorrow's show, so make sure you tune in then. But this is the biggest headlines uh, with a little twist. Politics. Crime. Sport. Finance. You've heard the news before, but not like this. <laughs> It's Up Early with Ben Harvey. Oh, Michael Ross. Give me the headlines. These... Four jokes are like a Thursday dinner. You know, we're like, oh, I'm, no, I'm going out on Friday, so I'm not going to do some grocery shopping. I'm just going to take what I can, put some stuff together, yeah. and see what we've got. Well, we've got a burger with Left noodles. Of, yeah, right. kind, of, kind of like that, except there's no burger. Uh, Elon <laughs> Musk is selling his first fragrance that smells apparently like burnt hair. More like Elon Musk. Because that smells. No, you know that, like, Musk... Is a smell like, yeah. I don't. What's must? Like musty. Oh, like okay. Musty smell. It's musty. Yeah. Cool. Uh, <laughs> company's been ordered to pay seventy-three thousand dollars after it fired a remote employee who refused to keep his webcam on all day. Bet they didn't see that coming. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> Two more. Blink-182 has announced a reunion tour, which will include Australia, which will have you asking, what's my age again? <laughs> We're nearly done. Okay. We're nearly done. <laughs> nearly there. AFL player Rory Lobb has been granted his trade request from Fremantle Dockers over to Melbourne. What a dog. Because <laughs> he went to the Western Bulldogs. That was um, worth it in the end. Yeah. That was worth it. He lobbied hard for it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. And we're done. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a C. But like a university C, which is a credit. You know? <laughs> which is actually really we're not, good. We're not talking fifty to sixty percent, no, we're talking sixty to seventy. <laughs> Last night the cricket was on. I was watching it. Australia and England in Canberra. It was the second match of the twenty twenty 
uh, series in the lead up to the World Cup. Australia actually they lost the first one here in Perth. Yep. And they they geared up big time. Like this was pretty much a full strength Australian side. You had like Hazelwood and Stark. Oh, so we had some bowlers. Like yeah, they put bowlers back in. Uh, Cummins was there. Uh, Mitch Marsh. Like this was like this was the best of the best playing twenty twenty, and England great team as well. Uh, England would go on to win. Okay. But I found that out later because okay. with about five overs left in the match. I had to stop watching. Why? Because I have a guilty pleasure that is now on Australian TV. And like TV TV. So I had to watch it at 7.30. That's when it went on. Your guilty pleasure. Was it someone dressing up books in lacy underwear? Uh, No, I don't like books. (laughs) I listen to books because that's our thing. We're all about audio. Reading, you can't read radio. No. No, that's not good enough for me. No, my guilty pleasure is Kitchen Nightmares. Oh, with... um, (laughs) Typically, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, but now it's the other guy, isn't it? It is, because we have Kitchen Nightmares Australia that started last night featuring Colin Fasnage, the Irish-Australian chef. Yeah. And he was was at a place called Mama Joe's. Have a listen. You guys are taking the piss off. No. You t- you're doing... What time is it? It's like lunchtime. It's after... It's after We're all doing jello shots in the fridge. We're all going broke. We're all mortgaging our house. All, like, I'm glad you think it's funny, Mom and Joe. Do you know that? Sorry. Too many jello shots. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I can't get enough of Kitchen Nightmares. They were doing bloody jello shots. And <laughs> there's always those moments in every episode. So he's like, you know, bloody jello shots. At lunchtime, and she goes up, up, up. It's after ten. No. <laughs> what? He was in a little town, and this is this is the good thing. It's like we could. I feel like we could relate to this season more than the UK yeah. and America because he was like he was in this regional town in New South Wales. It was like a population of like two thousand people, and. I was like, yeah, they would be doing jello shots at 10 a.m. Yeah. They got no customers. They got <laughs> no one living in the town. Did, did they, like, pass and turn it around? They did. Uh, they did. with, And just really simply, I, I said that to, to my wife. I was like, this is different to the Gordon Ramsay ones. But they just stopped drinking at 10 a.m. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> the little changes. Like, they stopped microwaving a hot dog. And they boiled it instead, and it was like and that was that was good enough for Colin, and off he went. But it's I notoriously on the show. I hate reality TV. Can't stand The Bachelor. Mm. Hate Love Island. All of that thing. But if you serve me kitchen nightmares, I will hoof that down like a bloody Jello shot at ten a.m. in the morning. If you have a medical mystery or require a remedy, then you need our one and only P Play physician. Dr. D. Dr. D recommends that you always see a GP as his advice is purely for entertainment. Morning, Dr. D. Good morning, Mitchell Michael. How are you? We're good. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. Thanks for asking. That's great. You could be better if you had nitrous oxide in your head. That uh, That's not true. Hey, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, we want, <laughs> we want to talk about names. We don't understand them. We don't know what they do. Why would people be be doing be doing that stuff? Um, you know, great question. Nitrous oxide is is um, you know, it's a gas that's commonly used in a medical setting 
help people manage pain or give them sedation. But from what I understand, the kids are using it a lot um, because when you inhale it, it gives you a high, it gives you a rush, it makes you lightheaded, it changes your perceptions, and it makes the party better. But in their in their perception, in their perception, it's not making you better. Because it's, um, <laughs> it's surely not good for you. Yeah, what is the short... I guess the short-term effects are obviously not bad because that's, that's perhaps why they're, they're doing it. It's perceived as good. But in the long term, what's it doing? Yeah, short-term, it's... I guess it gives you a high. I guess it's really good. It doesn't last that long. Um, the way that it works is not really known. It's We thought that the drug you know, affects the neurotransmitters of the brain and allows a bit of release of dopamine to get you going and it like changes the blood vessels. Um, it kind of allows a bit more blood flow to different areas of the brain. But the problem is that if you do that repeatedly for a long period of time, um, you might interfere with your blood pressure, you might interfere with the um, flow to the blood to the brain, you can deplete certain vitamins in your body, um, and you can actually develop some habit-forming behaviours it's not that the drug itself is addictive, it's just that the behaviours around it may be quite problematic if you're constantly doing it in a long-term setting. Is it a, like as big a problem as some of the media make it out to be? Like, do Are people getting rushed to hospital because of this sort of thing, or are you just kind of keeping a close eye on it? Um, I have heard of people having hospitalisations for it, but it's quite rare and... Um, not within the hospital I've worked with have I ever encountered someone who's had a Nang overdose. Um, I, I guess, uh, you know, the media is probably pretty harsh on anybody that uses drugs and probably takes a really critical approach um, to people like that. I think just because there's a lot of misinformation or a lack of information, I, just people get worried about uh, the possible harms that are being done that we don't really have or we're not really keeping track of. But what about the children? Surely, because uh, it's believed that kids under 16, it's one of their go-tos here in WA. Uh, is it bad for like people with developing brains and bodies? Absolutely. Like, I, yeah. It's, this is the thing of when you are a young person and you're still kind of coming into your role as a fully-fledged human being, uh, any kind of drug use, and that goes for you know, alcohol, cigarettes, etc., can interfere with your development, especially because we don't really know the specific ways that it might impact you. It's just you need to take it with a strong degree of caution and be aware of um, the potential of what might happen later on down the track. There you go, kids. Lay off the nangs. Yeah, don't get... If it whips cream, it'll whip your brain. (laughs) (laughs) If it whips cream? I mean, I don't want to tell you what to do, but just, you know... If you're going to use these things, make sure you do it safely. Have someone there. <laughs> read about it beforehand. It's about minimizing. I, we can't stop people, you know, choosing to use substances, but we can talk about minimizing the harm associated with no, it. No, that attitude. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right, kids. Remember, in moderation. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dr. D. Thanks, guys. Take care. And the AFL trade period for 2022 is officially over. That's it. Plenty of changes on the cards. We're actually going to get uh, Jackson Barrett from the West Australian later on this morning to sort of break down what the what the big shakeups were. Oh, awesome. they're all surprising ones, like Jagger Amira late to for a very surprising indeed. Jagger Bob. Jagger Bob. That was actually from Jackson was, at the West. Was it nice? So that's a that's a good one. Also, some good ones I saw for headlines on trades. 
AFL.com came up with need for weed, for Weederman. I got the need, oh, the need for weed. I thought it was for Willie. <laughs> that would get stick. And also, I believe it was Fox Footy had Geelong takes a bows. Get it? But it was bows. Oh. I thought that was all right, though. Wouldn't it be like IBS? <laughs> a bowels. Okay. <laughs> oh, is it bows? It's bows. But, and so it was like, red, it's kind of like takes a bow, but it takes bows. Wouldn't that be like, oh, with a, uh, take this with a bow on it? Bows on it. Like that's, well, this is what we're here to do. Yeah. This is what we're here to do. So if you think you can make that better, then you can go, yeah, uh, Geelong get their man with the bows on it. Because they also got pick seven. Yeah, something like pick so seven like, with the bows on top. Yes, nice. Uh, I was a bit unimpressed with all the lob stuff. Because it was like, lobbing into the kennel. Oh, a lob shot. Like, that kind of thing. It was Did all like, like lobs. Did you like mine at the top of the show? Yours was kind of similar. It was what about... a dog. <laughs> Actually, no, that was, that was good. That gets was, a tick. Because he was a Western Bulldog. What a guy. dog. Uh, I thought, like, lobbies off the back of the boat. Mm, yeah. You know, lobbies going cheap. Because yeah. it's like the dock is selling lobsters. Yep. You know, so I thought that was, and he went, but he did go, he did go for very cheap in the end. I don't think Frank got exactly what they wanted for him. Uh, Liam Jones also went up the Bulldogs. Give a dog a Jones. Nice. <laughs> I think that would have been, and no one did that. Or um, uh, Jonestown. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to. You have to. I don't have to. You have to. Why is that? Why? Because now yeah. it's Jonestown. Because he's going over there. No. <laughs> I mean, come on over to Joe Come on. But, was, but they're not in Joe. They were Footscray. If they were maybe a black town like GWS. Or, or they were. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, what do you think about uh, Ollie Henry hmm? goes to Geelong. Yep. And he really wanted to go. Like, he led the push. Yep. And Geelong w- and Collingwood l- wouldn't let him until the last day. Yep. So he's Ollie Ollie Oxen free. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I there you like go. That. Yeah. Because, like, Jonestown. Yes. Ross, <laughs> <laughs> you might be thinking using emojis makes you young, hip, and cool. Well, bloody think again, you sure. loser. Because apparently uh, there's a list of, like, cancelled emojis. So if you think you're trying to use it to, like, relate with your kids or the youth, I mean, it should only probably be your kids, probably don't chat to too many youths. Uh, but using emojis, they'll immediately, like, they'll just be like, they're not cool, they're not with it. Okay, so I've got a list. Of emojis, you tell me if you use them or not. So the first one, thumbs up. So young people don't use thumbs up. Nope, I use thumbs up a lot. Yep, uh, it's simple. I'll it's effective. Ta- I'll tell you a little bit about thumbs up at the other end of this. Okay, red heart. So like a love heart. What? Yep, that's off it. the table. Yep, the okay hand hand. Do you use that one? I do. Okay. Check mark like a tick. Uh, I don't. I don't use that one. But okay. there it is. But uh, yeah, I'm not using a tick. Yep. Uh, the poop emoji. Never use it. Okay. Never. The use loud it. crying face, like ha 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 ha. Um. No, I just go with the normal like laughing face. So, but there it is. And then you got monkey covering the eyes. I've never used that. Okay. Yeah, I don't like that one either. There's also clapping hands, lipstick, kiss mark, and the grimacing face. This one. Oh. Uh, I like the, the I like that though. That's a good yikes face. Mm. But, but the clapping, the, the the young people always mm. use the clapping where they're like this one for the people at the back, and they do like the little no, like they multiple don't. claps. No, but they don't. It must be older people doing that, trying right. to act like they're they're cool. So you're like eight out of ten on the uncool scale. 
the thumbs up now has been officially uh, sort of passed down by, I think it's like 1997 onwards as disrespectful. 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 A thumbs up. Yeah. Guys. You know, I, but you know, I hate a thumbs up. Like oh, I know okay. a, like a, to, it's, it's. It's like to end a conversation. It's like, imagine you've just said something really important. Tell me something like, tell me like a, what you and your wife did or like a, a you got married the other day or something. <laughs> oh yeah. So it's like, I just proposed to my mm. wife or well, my fiance mm. now. Oh, it was amazing. Hmm. And then you leave. Like, that's what that feels like. That's what a thumbs, thumbs up, up feels, feels like. like. It's like, cool, bro. I, cool story. I do think it can't be the only thing you put. I normally go like, thanks mate. Like, talk soon. Thumbs up. As like one sentence, I don't just go thumbs up and leave. I hate it's not enough. Up. But hey, I probably relate with the youth a lot better. You, yeah, yeah. youth relations. <laughs> <laughs> You're like an ambassador. <laughs> it's time for all you little bin chickens to dive into Michael's bargain bin. Join the Facebook group Michael's Bargain Bin to brag and boast about all your bargain finds. That's right. Make sure you dive into the bargain bin any time at all. And uh, show me what you found, because I found some amazing deals yesterday. Welcome to Thrifty Thursday. Uh, I scored pretty much all three items at 50% off. Where were you? What were you doing? And I, was what at was a, it? I was at a Coles, and I went to the Coles specifically for washing powder, for the washing machine. Yep. Normally... I'm going the cheapest washing powder that I can get. Of course you are. That's all I'm doing. But when I saw a large box worth 50 washers, including fabric softener in there, it piqued my interest when it was a full 50% off. Down from $24 a box oh, yeah. to 12 bucks. Oof. I'm like, 50 washers. At twelve bucks, that's a lot of washers. That's a lot of washers. I could probably make that even stretch even further. That is an absolute bargain. I'm taking that one to the bank. Mm-hmm. That's all I was there at the shops for. Yep. But then I couldn't resist the new flavor of Fanta, half price for a dollar seventy. What was that? It is. We don't know what the flavor is. It's just called the new flavor. What's it taste like? It tastes like watermelon. We, we think it's watermelon, but it's actually a competition. So this ties back into us needing to enter as many competitions until someone wins. Uh-huh. So my guess, stay out of it, listeners, uh, my guess will be watermelon, and hopefully I win. Uh-huh. Uh, but dollars, it was half price, $1.70. Amazing. And finally, I needed some Milo. Why? Out of Milo. Are you 12 and playing a big cricket game? <laughs> I am 12 <laughs> But I'm not playing cricket My wife also likes them for hot chocolates You know I think I think if your house doesn't have Milo Un-Australian It's like you've got to have Vegemite Even if you're not eating Vegemite no, yeah, every day yeah, no, you've you're, have Vegemite. You have to have a tin of Milo But you, you have, you have to have not used it since you were 12 So Milo Too expensive It is it's, For what it is For like sugar dirt For sugar dirt Too expensive But Ovaltine which is already cheaper, was 40% off. That's not, that's not Australian. It was 40%. Ovaltine's still Australian. No, it's no, it's not. It might be, but it's not. Do you remember eating Ovaltinis? Yeah, you can eat those. You can't have that as a supplement for Milo. $3.50. That's like instead of singing the Australian anthem, you sing God Save the Queen. 
You know, that feels weird. I mean, like, she's still the head of state. Mm. <laughs> How much? 40% off, down to $3.50. Save $2.50. Still too much. And it was like a third of the price of Milo. Too much for treason. So, for just over $17, I saved $16.50. Absolutely huge. (laughs) What a day. What a day. But, what'd you go there for? I went there for washing powder. So you spent more than what you should have. Yeah, but I needed everything else as well. And I paid in cash. And you know the rule. If I have cash, I must splash. Yeah. So I didn't really spend anything at all. It's not real. It's not real. Blam, Mitchell and Michael. And joining us on the line now, Mitch, is a man who is enthused by something that we enjoy, and that is a good electric vehicle. He's part of the Tesla Owners Club of WA. It's Pete Petrovsky. G'day, Pete. G'day, guys. Thanks for having me on. Are uh, you uh, like, because we, we miss the electric vehicles because we're in our ISAs. Yeah, the internal, internal combustion. combustion. Yep. Yeah. So I learnt that uh, we're missing the electric vehicles. How is it being in them again? Oh well, it's fantastic. Um, as you would know, there's just so many benefits to being in a um, electric car. Um, I mean, I had a situation. I think it was about a year ago where um, I had to get into a internal combustion engine car just to go to the local shops. Oh, yeah. And I came back from. <laughs> You know, third first world problems, I know. Mm. But um, I got back to to the show, to the car park, and all of a sudden I hear, "What's this noise?" The car car was on, the windows were down, um, the radio was on. Um, and then I realised, well, you know, I don't have to do any of that with my Tesla. I literally come to the shopping centre. I don't even have to put it in the park. I open the door and the car automatically goes in the park, puts the windows up, locks itself. I don't have to do any of that. So, so you left a car running. Basically, yeah, exactly. <laughs> open with the radio on. Oh. <laughs> Pete, uh, now with the Tesla, you and a friend recently did all of Australia, uh, and it seems like you did it as quick as you could. What was the goal? Um. I wouldn't say as quick as we could, but we weren't doing any sightseeing. Let's put it that way. So it wasn't a race. If we were to do it as a race, we'd probably have three or four drivers in the car and we'd be going nonstop and we'd be leapfrogging charges, et cetera. But uh, we did it safely. So we made sure we slept enough. We had little power naps during charging times. But yes, I went across the top first and Harold, who's the secretary of Tokwa, uh, that's the Tesla Owners Club of WA. He went along the bottom, and we met at Berkeley, which is in Northern Territory, and um, yeah, kept on going our ways. So Harold did it in 14 days. So he had a bit of an advantage. He's an old hand at this. He did it in 2018 first, and um, this was my first. Well, it was my first time any further north than Broome. So the furthest I've been before is Broome, and that was in a petrol car, let alone an EV. Um, so I did it in um, 17 days, so still the second fastest time. But no, it wasn't a race, but um, yeah, we didn't try and waste any time either. Now, we need to check. Last year, we got stuck at Nanyatara Roadhouse for a full five hours charging. Uh, is that still the case? Is it still a little bit spread out, the charging in, the, in that real northwest of WA? Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> so uh, after leaving Gero, Geraldton, um, for six and a half thousand kilometres, there are no charges until you get to Townsville. And when I say no charges, um, I was actually on the radio with Mark McGowan. I asked him a question and he mentioned that 
he opened a charger in Broome. Um, well, it's not really, you know, it, what he was referring to is a destination charger, uh, not a road trip charger. And that's a big difference. It's a, with a destination charger, it's a bit like pouring petrol in through a straw. So, <laughs> yes, you will um, charge overnight, but it's just not practical on a road trip. So, uh, Nanny Terra, uh, yes, uh, the lovely roadhouse, really nice, EV friendly people. Uh, but um, all they have is a generator there and a three-phase socket. So there is there is no charger. Um, so I charged there for about three hours. Uh, but yeah, if we didn't have um, the onboard charger that we had in the car, it would have been closer to six hours. And Pete, what do you, what's your hope then? Uh, how quickly do you think we could adjust things in WA, particularly regionally, uh, is it as easy as chucking in a supercharger or is there a lot of back-end sort of stuff yeah. that would need to be done? Yes, there's a lot of what Western Power and Horizon refer to as network augmentation. You know, and, and the state government has made quite a few, you know, they've announced it, they've re-announced and they've re-announced the electric car highway. So if we could get around Australia on media statements, it would have been very easy. But um, <laughs> we get to, see a, get to see a charger. But um, they do promise us that uh, by the end of 2024, there'll be charges every 200 kilometres right around WA, right around the coast. Um, and the first few charges should start coming in um, in the next six months or so. So really looking forward to those. And those are proper charges that you can use on a trip. So they're, they're DC or direct current fast charges. Pete, thanks so much for catching up with us today. Uh, we're going to keep across everything, EV, and uh, let us know if you go on any more adventures and what you find. Absolutely, we'll do. Thanks again for having me on. For a little bit of lingo. Bingo! That's right. Uh, all the words currently in use, have they been used previously through history? Mitchell Tinley, it is your job uh, to pick the decade in which these words were used. Okay. okay. So let's kick it off with on fleek. Now, okay. you have a pretty wide net here. Mm. Fleek, meaning extremely good, attractive, or stylish. When was it most used between 1900 and now? <sighs> I reckon, to, I reckon it was probably one of those ones where it was like said properly in like the forties, but I reckon two thousand and ten ish. You should have stuck with your gut. Oh mate. no! It was the nineteen forties. Damn it! Yeah, fleek caught on then. No idea why, and then it died right off and was popularised in a 2014 video post by Kayla Newman on Vines. Oh. Remember, remember that? Remember Vines? Like, it was basically the TikTok of, like, 15 years ago. Yeah. Okay, next up, we have the word yikes. Yikes, meaning expressing shock and alarm, often for humorous effect. E.g., <laughs> I had a dip in the 40-degree pool. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> Most use between now... And 1950. I'm going to go... Oh. 1960. No, it is It is a very new turn of phrase. Really? It started in the 70s, but it didn't take off until the 2010s. Okay. Yeah, so uh, unknown origin, uh, similar to a word called yoiks. Used by fox hunters to urge on the hounds. Oh, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, yikes. Uh, and finally, 
You're going for the dirty sweep right now. Yep. Uh, the unclean sweep. Slay. S-L-A-Y. Of course, meaning to, to like kill in a violent way. Yeah. Uh, but to like in modern lingo, to slay is like to you, do well. Yeah, you've done a great you've done a great job. I'm gonna say the 1500s. <laughs> I give you the time. <laughs> okay, so your timeline. I'm gonna go between 1800 and now. It's quite wide. I feel like, but there's part of the clue, isn't it? 1820. I give it to you. Yeah, you give it to you. Yeah, its peak use was between about eighteen hundred and eighteen fifty. Nice, no, started dropping way off, and it's back now. Yeah, slay queen. Yeah, slay. Yeah. Was back like, in the day. Yeah, it was like, oh no, queen slay. <laughs> Triple M, Mitchell, and Michael, and joining us on the line now from the West Australian is Jackson Barrett, who was running the AFL Trade Period Live blog. G'day, Jackson. G'day, Mitch. Michael, how you doing? Yeah, good. Now, what was more important, breaking the, the news stories, making it accurate, or coming up with funny headlines? Uh, oh, mate, the, the funny headlines are the fun bit. Um, I genuinely think it's one of the best things of my job. And when you're on the blog, you get to a headline every 20 minutes. Um, and there were so many good trade names this year, like Jager, for our back page head. Yeah. Yes, there's Jager Bond, um, Jaden Hunt. There's so much you can do with Jaden Hunt. <laughs> Um, no, it was really good, but obviously, uh, yes, fair and accurate as, as always. Yes. The headlines are a bit of fun. Does, uh, does anyone check them or do you get to just, do you get free reign on that? No, nah, on the blog, I've, I've probably got free reign to be honest. <laughs> I mean, if I went overboard, I might get pulled up. Uh, but as a general rule, I've, um, yeah, I've, I've got the keys to the live blog, so it's, uh, <laughs> it's good. Now, was Jager, was that the surprise one for you? Because it came very late. Yeah, absolutely it was, so... This is a guy who is from WA, from Dongaral, obviously in the in the Midwest, and then went to Gold Coast as a as a top top draft pick, won a rising star, and then ended up moving to Hawthorne, and his career sort of just like puddled along a little bit at Hawthorne. And there's never been any talk. You've never heard oh, Jagger Ramirez might come home and play in WA like you do with guys yeah. like his mates and Camelio and stuff. And, um, I sort of just assumed that it wasn't something that he was interested in. And then it's a really interesting one because he was at Camelio's wedding. Uh, and the story goes, some Greater Western Sydney guys sort of got chatting to him and um, he sort of flirted with the idea of a move up there. But what it really did was just reignite in him this, oh, I could be open to a move sort of thing. Like maybe maybe I need a third club, maybe I, you know, I need a new challenge sort of thing. And then... Freo ended up getting an easy out. So that happened about Monday night. Fremantle first started showing interest. And then by Tuesday, he was in Perth and had done a medical at the club. And by Wednesday morning, he said, yeah, I want to play for Freo. And by Wednesday afternoon, it was done. That's, um, that's So it wild. was a surprise. It wasn't touted at all before the trade period. So, yeah, that was the, that was the big surprise. And we were laughing about it too, because like like a Jager bomb, if someone offered it to you now, you're not as interested as you were in 2012 when uh, when he yeah. was super popular. But like, do yeah. you are you involved in like where do you get all your information from? Obviously, you can't reveal your sources. But like, mm. do you uh, do you have like a secret group chat where all the people tell you? No, uh, <laughs> that would be really nice. Um, we've also got a team of journalists, and my focus is um, is looking after the website, and then if there's you know, if there's something that I know about, I'll, I'll check it out and, and chase it up. Um, but we've got a team of really, really good journalists and we're in the same office as Channel 7. So we, um, we share a little bit of information with them. And then it's um, reporting. So Trade Fear is one of those weeks where reporting's 
there's a lot of it, but it tends to be pretty reliable. And, and part of that is because a lot of those guys are in the room at Marvel Stadium where all the deals get done. So they can see who's talking to them and who's lodging paperwork and, and all that sort of thing. So you can generally um, you can generally trust reporters, particularly in Melbourne and, and around the country. But a lot of it is, is our information, particularly if it um, pertains to WA players with you know, our journos or myself would check that out. Um, so it, it sort of comes from everywhere. And you might, you might notice a lot of reported leads. Jay Romero is reportedly interested in this and, uh, and that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, our journalists are sort of working pretty hard in, in trade period. There are some tired people, um, not only players and managers and clubs, but, uh, but some journos as well that have been working their backsides off. So they've done, yeah, they've done very well. So it, it comes from a, from a whole range of spots. But the live blog's just a a nice little way of sort of getting that information out there. I mean, you can, it's just moved so quickly by the time you've got a story online. And I mean, we're a, we're a daily paper and even then, by the time the paper goes to print and by the time you're picking it up with your coffee in the morning, it's probably been surpassed a lot of it anyway. So the LifeLock's just a good way of keeping up to date. Jackson, great stuff as always, mate. Uh, doing a great job there at the West Australian. Uh, you, do you have a pre-season now? Do you, t- do you take the rest of the time off until next footy season or are you moving into cricket? No, nah, it'll be cricket and, and tennis. And um, I'm not big on the UFC, but that's coming to town and, and all the rest of it, the basketball and the soccer. So it'll be good. Big summer ahead. Plenty to catch from Jackson at the West. Great stuff, mate. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Cheers. How's that? Michael, nearly done for today. Now, Michael Ross, uh, baby names, the worst baby names have been uh, revealed. Uh, with the girls, we've got Maybelline. Um, Maybe it's Maybelline. No, it definitely is. Uh, we've got L'Oreal. No. Yep, really? Got, yep. There's a lizard breath. Lizard breath. <laughs> no, a lizard breath. Oh, sorry. <laughs> there's Chardonnay. And there's a miracle. Like a miracle, but like a miracle. A, a miracle. Now, boys, we've got Champ. Okay. We've got Abaddon. We've got Spartacus. Mm-hmm. Have they got Rexona? No. no. Uh, Lucifer. <laughs> Jedi. No, uh, stop this. Number three, these top three for boys, for the worst baby names. These are have been registered as baby names. Get out. Ebola. With no. A, with an H. Uh, Danger. So danger is actually my first. <laughs> uh, and Kalidus. Kalidus. Why? No. What? I don't understand why people do this to their kids. We we're talking about it yesterday in the office. Imagine being, oh, I'm King Fisher. Imagine being like, I'm. G'day, my name's Champ. G'day, Champ. How yeah. you going? He's hey, like, hey, hey, you know hey, stop calling everyone me. <laughs> if you enjoyed the Mitchell and Michael podcast, remember to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your mates.